space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is The Normal Show, starring Allie Fisher as Chestershire, Branson Reese as Guy Normal, Taylor Moore as Baron Baudelaire, Tim Platt as Grunda, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. startles you awake. You rise, groggily, in a bedroom lit with golden morning light. There are three twin beds in the room, in which lie Guy Normal, Groomda, and Baron Baudelaire. In the center of the room, and taking up most of its space, is Chestershire, curled up on the floor. In the corner is the Baron's palanquin, and around it are his four god's bottoms, curled up and sleeping soundly, dressed in sweater vests. <sighs> god's bottoms, god's bottoms. God, where are you? God's bottoms. Yes, Hello? yes, Baron. Ah, I awoke from my slumber. I wasn't sure where you were. Right here. Mm, good boys. Can we have ten more minutes? Oh, and I demand twenty for myself. Good. Oh. They curl back up. Oh. And so do I. Baron Baudelaire, of course, is a little sphere-shaped gray purplish man uh, whose nightgown uh, is in this sort of iridescent uh, scales <laughs> <laughs> that, that sort of softly clank in tinkling chimes. Uh, <clears throat> he'll take it off later. Yeah. And, and it, of course, he's wearing a matching nightcap, and we see a matching candlestick holder on the bedside table next to him. <laughs> Under Grubda's blanket, you can see what looks like a form, but not a normal human form. It's a, got big bumps in, in places you wouldn't expect, but suddenly the blanket falls to the mattress as individual tentacles spill outside the corners of the comforter and uh, like a bunch of bugs uh, trickle down the bed, reforming... At the foot of the bed, to the groom that you know and love. Oh, I guess I forgot that we all share the room. <sighs> Guy Normal sits up and yawns and stretches, and he says, Ah, morning, the beginning of the day. Just one minute ago, I was having incredible dreams, but already I can't remember them, which is standard. I need to drink coffee, or I'll get a headache. 
And it's so funny that you've been talking to me before I've had my coffee. I'm Guy Normal. I'm a normal human man with a normal face, a normal haircut, and I'm an average build and height. Ah, I was just sleeping. My pajamas are unremarkable. Baron Baudelaire's eyes snap open so hard they sound like spring-loaded shutters or like blinds of a window <laughs> rolling up and flap, flap, flapping on themselves. He sits bolt, bolt upright in bed. Yeah, bolt upright in bed. I've woken up in a lot of strange rooms and strange beds with strange people of all kinds, but guy normal, this can't be right. Guy, groomed a Chestershire. Meow, see? Chestershire. <laughs> Chestershire takes her shell. She's a woman, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, good. It's not our call. <laughs> <laughs> I demand she's a woman. <laughs> a woman cat. I'm going to throw my chair if she's a man. May I play a woman? If that cat's a man, I'll be furious. <laughs> Daddy, may I play a woman? <laughs> Please. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, meow, see. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Jesus. I knew I wanted to was say that. that. Was that you or Cheshire being perfunctory about her own idiosyncrasies? <laughs> Uh, meow meow see. Uh, meow see. Chestershire yawns with her huge feline mouth and stretches, knocking over everything in the room. She's a huge cat, and her fur is brown where a jacket would be, and she looks as if she has high heels based on the color of the fur on her paws. Oh, well. This is odd. I don't remember going to bed here. Or did I? And where is here? Can you all make a feelings roll? The Baron passes. Chestershire passes. Groomda passes. Guy Normal passes. It looks to each of you like an ancient earth child's bedroom from sometime between the 18th to 21st centuries. By your best guess, there are posters for things like baseball and Horses on the walls, and carpets stretch from one end of the room all the way to the other. Wow, sports and animals? This room has everything, poster-wise. Ah, but the only thing I desire is an explanation in some of that coffee. Kids, breakfast. Hmm. Instincts take over, and Chestershire stands up, hoping to make it through the door. (laughs) 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 Mm-hmm. Everyone else gets pushed into the wall. <laughs> oh dear. Grunda drops his form as his many tentacles attach himself to Chestershire like ticks to a normal cat. Chestershire is used to this and she attempts to squeeze through the door only <laughs> with her front half out the door and her back half little asterisk cat butthole straight to her friends. She wriggles through the door. Can she make it? Uh, make a laser's roll. Ooh, she fails. You're stuck. Oh, oh dear. Chestershire's stuck. And unless I'm mistaken, we're all siblings. That's interesting. I wonder if those dreams that I'm forgetting were maybe just that. Just dreams. Works for me. And I'm going to try to squeeze through like Chestershire's legs underneath to get out of the door. Great. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, guy, make a laser's roll. You got it. That was a success. 
great. You managed to push under Chestershire and get out the door. And in the process, you also, uh, with a pop, push Chestershire out. Ah, thanks, guy. No problem. I was trying to get through myself, but I'm happy that I helped you. You're an ally. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're an ally to me. And so when you win, I win. Ah. But unfortunately, when you lose, I lose. Oh, okay. Breakfast! She uh, slides down the stairs on her belly. Wait, wait for me! Wait, wait, wait! And the Baron has changed clothes uh, and has gotten on top of his palanquin that is now carried by the God's Bottoms, and he sort of careens out of the bedroom into the hallway. Sorry, it took me a moment. I have none of my things. And you can see that instead of his usual purple robe, he's wearing an oversized T-shirt that says New Order Resistance, 1987. (laughs) You head down to the kitchen. There are three places set at the breakfast table, each with a classic meal laid out. Eggs, (gasps) bacon, toast, a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, half a grapefruit, glass of milk, glass of no pulp orange juice, Mm. cup of coffee. On the floor, in a cat bowl, is all of the same things. Hey! (laughs) This is amazing! A standard breakfast! I'm I'm an average amount happy! And I go to sit down at the table. I sit my butt down onto the chair at a normal speed. I grab a fork and a spoon, and I say, I'm ready to eat breakfast. Groomda disengages from the fur of Chestershire and reforms in a seat. And guess what? He goes straight for that coffee. Chestershire eats everything in her bowl at once. The Baron is looking around sort of under the plate, behind the cups, like at the back of the spoon. Mm, I'm not seeing anything with pulp. Um, I do need pulp to live. Um, anyone? Oh, I can help with that, sweetie. And from around the fridge comes a woman with beautiful blonde hair, dressed in pearls and a smart dress. I've got just the thing for both of my boys. And she takes a little bowl of sugar and sprinkles some over Guy's half of a grapefruit. Thank you. Just the way you like it. And for Baron, she takes a little bowl of pulp and sprinkles some into his orange juice. Mm. And I'm going to lean over to Baron and say, look, it's our mother or our wife. (laughs) Oh, Guy, you know I'm mom. Mother. (laughs) Mm, For now, aren't you a tall drink of pulpy water? (laughs) You boys, what side of the bed did you two wake up on? I got off the end. What's with the third degree? I woke up in the middle of the bed. It's just a saying, Baron. You're right. I look upon you with good humor and an instinct that tells me you'll provide safety. I'm sorry I was rude to you. That's much better. Mommy, can I put honey on top of my Honey Nut Cheerios? I want the extra sweetness and the texture of the honey that makes the individual Cheerios stick together. Please, you let me do it last time. Please, Mommy, please. I'm groomed up. Groomy, you don't want to be bouncing off the walls. You've just got such a big day at school today. But I want the honey that Cheerios with extra honey, Mom! Groomy, that's my final word. Why do you hate me? Everyone else gets to have what they want! Barely gets the extra pulp! Just as just, just I can stop ever seeing one ball on the ground! Groomdeb, make a feelings roll. Six. Okay. The tantrum works. <laughs> Fine, if it'll calm you down, I guess just this once, but this is the last time. Yay! Thank you, Mommy! I love you! 
And I promise it's the last time I ever ask for honey on my Honey Nut Cheerios. Well, it's as clear as day. We're Mother's Children 3. And don't forget Chestershire. I never would. But I was only talking about the Children 3. Now I'm talking about Mommy's Beloved 4, which includes our pet, Chestershire, a big cat. Well, I'm all settled in this brand new reality I've woken up into. Perhaps it was my reality all along. Joe, Chestershire is looking around on the floor to see if there are any other bowls. Chestershire, you actually do see a a normal cat food bowl and a normal sized bowl of water. Mm Mm-hmm. Good. And in walks a calico cat. (gasps) What size? Normal sized. Normal sized? (gasps) Yeah. That's my kind of cat, size wise. (laughs) Chestershire's hair stands up and Mm -hmm. her back arches. Uh huh. And she runs under the couch. Okay. Throwing the couch. (laughs) Yeah, you destroy the couch. (laughs) The couch is gone, but I'm under like one cushion. Chestershire, what do you think you're doing? Who is that? Is that my friend? Why, it's your cat brother, General Eisenhower. General, Chestershire stands up and shakes. General Eisenhower, (laughs) of course. Jenny, good morning. The cat ignores you completely and is just eating its food like you don't even exist. Guy Normal is going to turn over to, uh, he's going to lean over to the Baron, who he has accepted as his older brother. And he's going to say, I've heard of a tale of two cities, but a tale of two kitties. Now that sounds like a parody. (laughs) I expect humor to follow. (laughs) Chestershire, while you're in the living room cowering, the TV clicks on. Oh no. You see a montage of images of what appears to be this town around you with simple single-family homes, leafy streets, two cars in every garage. Wow. A man with lime green skin and diamond eyes, probably not human, walks into frame and speaks to you. (laughs) Ah, Starhaven. A beautiful town and a delightful twinkle in the galaxy. A good place to work, play, and even raise a family. All sorts of nice folks reach the shores of Starhaven with the dream of a happy life. And don't worry, they don't ever, ever leave. Because they love it here and they choose to stay. Ah, that's nice. There I go again about how no one leaves Starhaven by choice. (laughs) Every mayor has one flaw. Did I mention I'm the mayor? John Baking Soda. Anyways, have a starry day. Well, and Chestershire goes back into the dining room to uh, be with her friends. Did any of us see the TV or hear the TV stuff? You definitely heard it. Okay. It's just in the next room. Why Why do we have to watch the news? Can't we put on cartoons? I can't remember what we normally do. I think I normally would be waltzing into a place where I'm important and I have some paperwork to do and people to please. Perhaps this is the school mother you were talking about. Yes, well, I mean, school's starting in about 10 minutes. You better get a move on. Oh, we better get a move on. We'll finish your breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. (laughs) All done. Good job. And I finish my breakfast at a normal speed. Then I turn to mother normally to ask her a question I'm sure every mother is used to hearing. Mother, we're the age of school children, right? (laughs) Of course you are, sweetie, but you're growing up fast with all those tall glasses of, and she turns away from you slightly, Tropicana orange juice. Tropicana, the taste of the sun. Of course, I love to taste the sun in a safe way. 
A mother's wisdom is always tinged with melancholy. Now we've talked about the unsafe ways to taste the sun. Yes, I assume we have. I can think of three off the top of my head. The first way would be to approach the sun physically. You'd burn up. Well, anyways, you should all be off to school, shouldn't you? It's such a big day. Oh, yes, of course. I, I, uh, sorry, Mommy, I, I completely forget uh, what's so special about the day at school. Well, you were all up so late studying. You must have maybe maybe too long. Maybe I should have put you to bed sooner, but it's the SATs today. <laughs> so, oh, oh, right. That yes. explains my absolutely wild dream. Of course. What were your wild dreams? Oh, nothing I could tell you, Mommy. All right, keep them to yourself. We must have stayed up so late studying so hard that we all had a shared dream of a future unimaginable. And while you are all taking the SATs, I'll be being the CAT outside. I'm assuming I don't take this test. Chestershire, you're, you're a student. What? You demanded you go to school just like everyone else in the family, so we enrolled you. Ah, classic me. <laughs> I've heard of a smart ass, but a smart cat? Now I've heard of that. <laughs> a ripple so seems to go through Groomda. Wait a minute. Chestershire volunteered for school? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, Groomda. I can tell you're <laughs> the youngest sibling, and so I don't really listen to what you have to say. Come on, siblings and cat. Let's get on a school bus and go to school. I love where we're at. Does the other cat go to school? Of course not. Chestershire looks at uh, General Eisenhower and sort of cocks her head. General Eisenhower is licking his paw, and then he stops and stares at you. Does it seem intelligent? Well, it's a cat. Okay. Uh, Ooh, so make of that what you will. So yes. Chestershire says, top of the morning. The cat does nothing. She's she continues testing to out stare. this relationship. Okay, she's trying yeah, to figure yeah. out. Is the cat <laughs> Irish? I were testing to see if the cat's Irish. <laughs> Just trying to get a sense of how Irish. Buongiorno. <laughs> uh, Saints and Saints and. <laughs> okay, well, cat's not Irish. I don't know what's going on here. Um, all right, better catch that bus. Can everyone make a lasers roll? Of course. But of course. <laughs> I got laser feelings. I made a failure. I succeeded. Groomda, do you want to ask me a question? Uh, first, I want to hear what the success uh, meant. As you're walking out the door, you pass by the coat closet, and something there catches in Chestershire's paw. Ah. Groomda, you bend down and pick it off. Ouchie. It's a kind of badge. It looks like it's the shape of a star with a sideways oval around it. It seems familiar, like something from a dream. Grimda picks it up, and it reminds him of this dream he had last night, and he puts it into his pocket, which of course is just a bunch of tentacles that sort of then, then maneuver the, uh, the badge within his sort of a pulsating mass. And here's my question to you, Joe. Mm -hmm. Where sh Um... Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so Grumda has pocketed the badge and this sparked his, his memory of his dreams, but also seeing the idea of a cat wanting to go to school also just sort of does not compute for this guy. So he is, Grumda is suddenly, he is following the rest of his 
family, but so, he's alert. Something's not right here, and he wants to figure it out. Come on, siblings two and cat one. We got to get on the school bus so we can take the SAT. Meow. Yes, of course. I'll get on the school bus. Okay, but listen, Squirts. I'm going to sit on the back of the bus. Don't sit by me. Of course, I'll sit in the middle of the bus. The very aisle. And I'll sit in the front. It's always good for teachers to know that you care about being visible to authority figures. On the bus? Yeah, on the bus. Are you suggesting that teachers scan the bus to see where the students are sitting and that it's That's... good to sit in the front for that reason? And that yeah. this will help you with the SATs? Is that where that riff was headed? Yes, that's exactly what I think. <laughs> I love it. Success starts at home. It uh, it middles oh, its dude, way. He's doing more of it. Good. <laughs> it middles its way to transportation and then ends at the test. You gotta you gotta prepare for every single part of it. Boy, school. Ah, and I'll be on the top of the bus like a hat, unless it can't support me, and then I'll run behind it. The bus pulls up outside your house. <laughs> we enter. We get on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Baron Baudelaire runs straight to the back and sits with the cool kids. Uh, yeah, guy goes right to the middle. Um, he sits with the average kids. Groom just sits on the seat right behind the bus driver. Chestershire mm-hmm. gets on the bus. <laughs> we hear the, the suspension creaks <laughs> and the steel and aluminum bends a little bit on the sides of the bus. Yeah, so now it's like oval shaped kind of, the whole bus. Is... Yeah, no one's hurt, but the bus is hurt. <laughs> Perfect. Baron in the back of the bus. A kid covered in freckles with bright red hair leans over to you across the aisle. He says, hey, Barry, look what I got for after the test. And he opens his coat and reaches into a pocket and pulls out a single cigarette. (laughs) Fuck off, Kyle. No one's interested in your father's shitty menthol cigarettes. I've got a box of Nat Sherman's buried behind the gym. And tonight at the spin the bottle party, after we're all done taking the test, I'll be the toast of town. Did I fuck you up, Joe? Did I fuck you up? Look at him. I got him. I never get him. I got him. Kyle found dead. I never get him. I never get him. I never get him. I got him. He leans in even closer. Oh, no. Not if you're stuck at home and I find the box back behind the field and I'm the toast of town. Oh, did you think the box was buried behind the field? Of course you would because that's what I wanted you to think, Kyle. Fuck you, Barry. Fuck you, Kyle. I thought we were best friends. We are. <laughs> are you are you gonna are you coming to the party? Is your mother going to let you come to the party tonight? You know my mom's working another late shift at local diner. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, I forgot your mummy was the cook. Yeah, because I don't got a dad. I'm sorry. I forgot that your dad died and all you have left are his cigarettes. Only four left. Unbelievable gesture to offer it to <laughs> I spoke out of turn. Kyle, you take that cigarette and you hold it close. Never smoke it. But I want to be cool. Cool you like already you? You are, Kyle. You already are, if you can make it to the spin the bottle party. Of course. And you know I'm selling VIP tickets. Come on, dude. No, of course. I'm the average spin the bottle party experience is wonderful, sure. Don't you want to show that you're willing to go the extra mile? Think about it, Kyle. Eight minutes in heaven. That's too many minutes. It's just one more. 
Think of what you could do. Oh, yes, seven minutes seems like plenty. But when your hands are getting frisky and the action's getting risky and then the bell chimes, you'll be dying to pay me for a few more times in the form of seconds, 60 of them, eight minutes in heaven. Think about it and let me know if you're ready to take the next steps. I just want to know what happens when the bottle spins. Well, it, eventually it lands on a person and that's who you go in the closet with. Oh, you know, I, I also sell a beginner's package. Comes with a tutorial and orientation. I think I just want to go to the party and not spend any money. Oh, sure. And everyone will look at you and say, "Hey, Kyle, couldn't afford to buy the VIP package for eight minutes in heaven. Who didn't have the tutorial?" Come on, man. You know I don't have a lot of extra spending money. What with my mom working at local diner. <laughs> I guess it's just a matter of your priorities, Demetrius. You had the spin the bottle tutorial. Would you say it was worth it? And Demetrius turns around, he's covered in red lipstick kisses. <laughs> Demetrius! No. You taught me nothing I didn't already know. Okay, well, everyone's clear. We pan forward to the middle of the bus. Across from Guy Normal sits a teenage girl with black hair and a ponytail. She's got her books in her lap and she leans over. Hey, did you study last night? I did. I'm expecting to get somewhere in the neighborhood of an 1100. <laughs> Man, with a score that good, I bet you could even go to Starhaven U. Oh, the local college. Yeah. Yes, I'm hoping to go to that one. I'm not hoping to go to one of the more expensive or difficult colleges, and I'm also not hoping to go to one of the cheaper or easier colleges. I'm aiming for right in the middle, as are you? Yeah, well, it's always been my dream. That's crazy. Well, not really, it's normal. That's always been my dream too. My dream to grow up, go to college, then later get a job, sire some offspring, and die. <laughs> I guess the only crazy part is that we have that in common? That makes a lot of sense, though, that people would evolve like that to have similar drives and desires, but it's very fortunate that ours match up. I like your ponytail. Thank you. I did it today. I assumed that. I assumed that you didn't do it yesterday and fall asleep. <laughs> but if you had, that would have been very impressive for the structural like, integrity of the ponytail. <laughs> like it's a permanent thing. <laughs> I just did it. Tell me. Will you do it tomorrow? I haven't decided yet. That makes a lot of sense. The best laid plans of mice and men. Who knows how I'll feel after the big parade tonight. There's a parade tonight? Yeah, the big parade. That's one of my favorite ways to share merriment with a community. Jesus Christ. Me too. Wow, we have a lot in common. Even our names? <laughs> well, your name is Guy Normal. Right. And my name is Tracy, Tracy Helperton. So they're both made of letters. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Nobody ever gets my sense of humor, but you As do. As this goes on, we pan forward. <laughs> I'm 5'7". <five seven. laughs> <laughs> Fuck brutal. As an aside, as an appendix drops an atom bomb of hate to the Short King community. <laughs> Uh, we pan forward to the front of the bus, where Groomda sits. Um, Mr. Bus Driver? Yeah, kid. I have a question. Um, 
So we're going to school, right? Like we do every day? Yeah, kid. I'm just, I gotta be honest, I'm not really remembering much of what's happening here. Things seem different, and I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, kid. Can you be my mommy for a little while? Yeah, kid. I'm scared, mommy. Yeah, kid. Do you think I'll get good enough grades for me to apply to Bates? Yeah, kid. Are you even listening to what I'm saying? Are you just saying yeah? Yeah, kid. Wow. Fuck you, bus driver. Yeah, kid. Wait a minute. Um, Groom just sends one of his tentacles over the chair into the bus driver's lap. Does anything, does the bus driver respond at all? No, the bus driver is making a right turn. Gives him a little hand job. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, he has a hand job. <laughs> the tentacle moves up the bus driver's body and around his neck. Does he respond at all? No, he's focused on ferrying these fine students to scholastic futures. Okay, what? Um, uh, so he said he just took a, a right hand turn. Is that what you said? Yep. And um, is it clear to me where the next school is good? The next turn's going to be. Well, you see the school down the road. You're about um, a thousand feet away. Okay, uh, is it a straight shot to the school, or are there other streets on the way? There are some other streets, but you, it's a straight path for you. Grimda sends some more tentacles down, and the tentacles grab the wheel. He tries to then turn down a, a different block, going away from the school. Um, great. Uh, Grimda, make a laser's roll. That's a failure. Grimda, while you attempt to do this, the bus begins to jerk in the other direction, but as it does... The eyes of the bus driver glow and fires at your tentacles with laser beams, singeing them. Ah, mommy! The tentacles uh, release from the wheel and zoom back into Groomda's form. Hey! The bus quickly reverts to its normal course and pulls up to the school. Chestershire hops off. Chestershire, you see a big banner in front of this large red brick high school. The banner reads... SATs today! Hooray! Oh, God. Wow. I can't wait to take my first test. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be great. Chester Shear looks into the bus to see if his fr- her, her friends are coming out. Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of the students in the bus, with the exception of Groomda, Guy, and Baron, all look back at you, Chester Shear, and wave. Ah, okay. Chester Shear waves back. And Baron sees you in waves. Ah, Chestershire, uh, on seeing that feels much more comfortable, confident, and at peace. Well, it's time to get off the bus and take the standardized test. It's paper-based, standardized, and the developer and administrator was the College Board Education Testing Service. You all enter the school. I'd like everyone to go here and roll two 800-sided dice. Whoa. Joe, mm-hmm. the Baron has rolled a 91 and a 112. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to sum that for you? Yeah, that would be great. The sum of Baron's roll is 203. Okay. Well, that's odd because Groomda rolled a 41 and a 742. The sum of that is 783. Well, that's standard because Guy Normal rolled a 167 as well as a 702, the sum of which is 869. Well, that's fantastic because Chestershire rolled a 45 and a 336, the sum of which is 381. Some really poor verbal scores for all of you. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we cut forward four hours later. You're all walking out of the school with your test scores. Oh, geez. Well, you know, I mean, I've got really, I, I think like I'm, I've got street smarts and they don't really test for that. I mean, book, book smarts for people who don't know what's real in life, you know. I did a lot worse than I was hoping to do. You know, the SAT is a standardized test widely used for college admissions in the United States. Since its debut in 1926, its naming and scoring have changed several times. Originally called the Scholastic... Well, my verbal was so bad, I don't even know the rest of my sentence. My score really suffered because they didn't have a desk to accommodate me. Yeah, and I'm still so hungover from last night. Mm. Hey, everyone! This doesn't make sense. I know all of you, and I know me. We're all geniuses and do really good, and we're really smart and capable at our jobs. That's not true, Groomda. At our jobs, yeah, our jobs. Why don't we have jobs here? Groomda, I'm of average intelligence. You know that. I just don't test well. Do you all recognize this? Groomda takes out the, um, the Cavalier pin. Huh. That does look familiar, but I don't know why I'm just a cat. Yeah, Groomda, why are you showing me a beautiful emblem from an impossible dream? (laughs) (laughs) Groomda, I've told you a million times, don't come near me with your bionicle shit when we're at school. (laughs) All I'm saying is, this doesn't seem like our reality. Uh, For example, I was talking to the bus driver, and he didn't even try to comfort me when I got overly emotional. Everyone does that. Why were you talking to the bus driver? Because he's my friend. Aw, Groomda. Where are your friends? And your family? Just to show your looks around, because she's pretty high up and she can probably see past some of the buildings. Mm -hmm. Does it look like a normal town, like if she's looking sort of bird's eye view-ish? Um... Allie, can you make a feelings roll with advantage? Love to. Okay, I got a, I got a five, which is a success because it's up. Great. And I got my feelings rolls. Number two. Oh, hey, do you want do you want to ask me a question? <laughs> How do they get off the planet? Nice, nice answer to frankly a fucked up question. <laughs> Chestershire, you look around yeah. and you see a lot yeah. of normal things. You see, um. <laughs> A lot of students milling around outside the school, holding their books and chatting amiably. You see four elderly women pass by on bicycles. You see a large man selling hot dogs from a cart. But then you look over, and then you notice just behind a hedge is the school's basketball courts, where the team is holding a practice. Except they're not, because all of the players are standing on the court, motionless. Each holding a basketball. Ah. Now, that's not how you play basketball. I think I know what's going on here. What? What's going on? I'd love to know. Uh, yeah, hold that thought for one second, Chestershire. I've got some business I here to attend to, it appears. Uh, and we look over and Baird has become transfixed on a group of children hanging out about 20 yards away on the sidewalk. Uh, one of them's got like a cool emo haircut and there's another kid that's got a fun mohawk and there's a third kid wearing a starter jacket. And they've got a big boombox that's playing public domain early 90s hip hop. And they're playing hacky sack. And Baron says, I think this could be my chance to sell the last remaining VIP tickets to the spin the bottle party tonight. Forgive me, there's business to be done. And Baron runs over. Hey, motherfuckers, why don't you let me play some hacky sack? Hmm? Grimda, 
Yes? I don't think it's going to matter whether or not Baron sells those sells those tickets. Why not? He's always making new connections. I kind of wish I could be his friend rather than those kids in the back. I think we're in Guy's dream. What? Excuse me? I'm wide awake. You can't be in my dream due to that. But I think that in your dream, you might think that you're awake. We must be in your dream. It's so normal here, except for those people standing on the basketball court just standing there. No, it's simple. All you need to do is pinch me and make it hurt. She <laughs> she pinches him with her claws. Oh my god, I didn't mean you. That's his... <laughs> I, I meant groomed or a normal guy. Ow! Oh, 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 I'm dying! Ah, oh, jeez, I'm sorry. Oh god, why... why did you have your claws out while you did it? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I panicked. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm crawling over to the school nurse. Uh, Guy Normal, don't worry, because as you're bleeding from this severe wound given to you by Chestershire, a team of doctors appear around you and they begin working on you. Oh, good. Just in the nick of time. There must have been a, a doctor assembly that I wasn't privy to. A local conference. Yes. Of course. Of course. Quick, yes. More gauze. Mm, makes sense. Wow. These techniques are fantastic. I'm healing right before my eyes. Groomed us. Something's wrong here. I agree. Okay, so you see it too. I'm beginning to think I'm crazy here. Uh, and uh, Guy Normal, this is like his perfect world. And the Baron, he'll be in any place with social standing. But, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not being fooled. This is wrong. We do something else. We live in. No, we can't live in space. I just. I don't think I'm a normal cat. I saw that other cat, and I was like, I'm not like that. And I just. I don't think I belong here. It doesn't feel right. And get on my head. Groomer slithers every single tentacle independently up to the head where he reforms into his form. God. Oh, oh. Uh, I got to be me. Chester Shear looks at the basketball court. Look over there. Yeah, okay. That's not how you play the game of basketball. That's what I thought. Let's go talk to them. Everyone else is occupied. Uh, let's go do a bit of exploring. And then a hacky sack hits Groomed's head and falls to the ground. And Baron runs over. <sighs> Little help. Um, how about sorry for hitting you in the head, Groomda? I didn't kick it. Demetrius did. Fuck you, that Demetrius. <laughs> Baron takes the hacky sack and throws it back over the group of kids. I'm done with them anyway. I sold two VIP passes and now they're doing whippets. But I've got to stay fresh for tonight. And Guy Normal approaches the group now. He is, he seems fine, but he has an enormous uh, white bandage just stained with blood all across. It's like, he's like wearing it like a belt. Like his body was just like ripped in half. And like <laughs> oh, what the fuck happened to you? Oh, I did. My, I'm sorry. I asked to be pinched and Chestershire with her enormous hands pinched me in half. Luckily, there was a doctor conference happening nearby and they fixed me. Guy normal asked to be pinch. Perhaps you're more than I bargained for. Perhaps you're not normal at all. Going to grow up into be a nice little freak, aren't you? The reason I was pinched was because we thought maybe I was having a dream. I'm definitely not. Because if you die in a dream, you die in real life. And the doctors there said that I was dead for three seconds. <laughs> so sorry. Well, that's what happens when an enormous cat, nature's killing machine, pinches a human being. Bigger than any cat that we've ever encountered. You look over and see the team of doctors with stretchers and poles with IV bags hanging off them uh, run away down the street. Back to the hospital they go, I'm sure. Those doctors seem pretty shy. What are you two looking at? 
A basketball team, of course. Jocks. Infinitely dumb and therefore malleable. I can unload the last few tickets on top of them. Shall we? Baron, doesn't it seem odd how they're just standing there? Here, get up on my head. I'm not a big sports guy. Isn't that how you do it? Is it? No. Uh, sports are normal. Guy normal. Do you know how to play basketball? Yeah, a little bit. I can look over there myself. I'm a towering 5'7". Attention, students. Don't forget to go home after school. (laughs) I snap. Of course. That's what I forgot. (laughs) As the announcement ends, you notice someone else has come into your view. Why, it's Guy Normal's friend Tracy from the bus ride. I elbow everyone and say, that's Tracy. I sat next to her on the bus and maybe one day we'll be married. (laughs) Hey, Guy. I'm Guy. Hey, Tracy. Hey, by the way, I think you left this on the bus earlier and she hands you a note. A note? I don't remember dropping any notes. You might have the wrong kid, Tracy. No, I'm sure it's you. Anyways, maybe I'll see you later? And she walks away. Sure thing, but I feel like I stole a note. Well, just <laughs> just to be safe, I'll tear it out. No, wait. Guy, don't you know when someone has a crush? She's crushing so hard. On me? You've got to see. It could be It could be an exciting or an embarrassing love note. Either way, it could spell the potential time for lust or some young blackmail. Either way, we simply must see what it's in. Embarrassing or exciting? I hope it's just fine. I open it to read it. And what do my wandering eyes see? <laughs> Why did I... <laughs> You're opening that letter like a young stage magician. What's wrong with you? That's how I open everything. Watch. And I open my backpack in much the same way. I open my mouth by taking my hands and opening it. Guy, the note reads. All is not as it seems. Meet me at the lighthouse at 6 p.m. Well, I know I didn't leave this note. Uh, Joe, can we see the lighthouse from where we are? No, but you can see a map of town and you can see the lighthouse on it. There's like a carved wooden sign with that says Star Haven. Um, great. Okay, great. But where is the lighthouse? Well, I guess I'll just turn my head slightly. Oh, look, it's a large wooden sign of the entire town. Oh, good. The lighthouse is clearly labeled. But 6 p.m., that's in the future. As of right now, it's 3.30 p.m., giving us two and a half hours to make it to the lighthouse if we hope to find out what's going on. What do we think? I want to go myself, but I'm happy to put it to a vote. Oh, we're supposed to spin the first bottle at 6.30, and you know I like to get the crowd warmed up. That's a no vote, unfortunately. No, I'm just saying it would be time. No, it's okay. You've countered out my vote, and now we've decided to stand here so far, (laughs) unless the next two vote. Well, I think we should find out what's going on with that note. I have a feeling that she might have some information that we're going to want to see. Something odd's going on here, and anybody with information seems like a right call to me. That's a yes vote, and now it's time for Groomda to vote. Now, Groomda, keep in mind, you could, because there's an even number of us, force us to just stand here. I agree. Let's see what's going on. Luckily, Groomda hasn't chosen that, and those are two yes votes. Technically, three yes votes, but I consider my vote void. All right, I'll go. Hold on one moment. Demetrius! Yeah? Uh, Demetrius looks up from a kiss. Can you open up for me at six o'clock? Go ahead and start setting the concessions. I'll try to be there at 645 latest. Okay. You got it, Big D. Thank you. Okay. Looks like Operation Find Out About Note. Let's go. 
Hello, my beloved listeners of Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Ooh, I just love talking to my favorite people in the whole world. You. It's me, Joe Lepore, GM, producer, visionary behind Oh These, Those Stars of Space. And I want to tell you a little something that you might not be familiar with. It's our Patreon! Come support us over there, guys. It's great. We put out, each and every month, a brand new Patreon-exclusive Oh These, Those Stars of Space adventure. One of those episodes you enjoy, well, we put out an extra one every month, but you got to be on the Patreon to hear it. And we got everybody over there. We got your Gelmeyers. We got your Thread Counts. We got your Katyas. We might even, from time to time, have your Groomdas. So what are you waiting for? Our Patreon tiers start at $5 a month, and that gets you access to every bonus episode we've put out so far. So we've put out like 10 episodes. That's 50 cents. Just 50 cents for each amazing audio adventure. There is not a better deal in media, my friends. What are you waiting for? Please head over to patreon.com slash these those stars of space and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get access to other stuff. We do, a, we do do a chat show where we answer your questions. We've got an amazing Discord you can join where you can chat about the show, chat about anything, chat about Star Trek. I don't care. At our, our $10 tier, we do watch-along parties. We do we throw up like a weird old sci-fi movie like, and do like a little mystery science theater with the cast and you can watch along. Oh, there's too much good stuff, my friends. Please, I urge you, come check it out. I'll see ya. Now, let's get back to that amazing star adventure, shall we? 6 p.m. The Lighthouse. This windswept spot is one of the quietest parts of town. Desolate, even. The lighthouse sits at the end of a 200-foot pier. The sea around it appears endless. As you walk along the pier, the sky darkens, and a drizzle turns to rain. I don't like coming here. You know, they say it's haunted. Oh, and I don't like getting wet. I don't like this at all. But I do like that we rode our bicycles here. And I like the company! When I teach the gods' bottoms how to shift gears, I'll be unstoppable in the 5K race this summer. Wow, look at it. The lighthouse. They say the loneliest man in the world lives up there. A ghost. Possibly. I've never been brave enough to go up. And from around the lighthouse, a round structure, appears Tracy. 50 yards away. (laughs) She's wearing a tan overcoat and has an umbrella. Look, it's gradually Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Tracy, we're over here Come this way We do Good, I'm glad you made it I have some bad news It may be hard to hear, but You have not always been residents of Starhaven Of course, before that, we weren't born yet I lived in Mommy's tummy I don't mean in Mommy's tummy, I mean in a different way You've had lives, whole lives, outside of this place. Reincarnation? Not quite. What do you mean, Tracy? I mean, you were all brought here, against your will. Wow! Just like me. Wait, what? That doesn't make any sense, unless there's more information. I, yes, there is. Jesus Christ. Allow me to continue? Of course I will, and I'm sorry for interrupting you. Forgiven. Yes! I was once part of something called... The Corexian Vermont Alliance. Wait, that sounds familiar. Something, something's tickling in my brain. Yeah, Vermont, that's next to Maine, where Bates is. 
Where what is? Bates, the college I said I wanted to apply to. Bates. Though Fuck. with these grades I just got in the SATs, it's not likely. And also the memory of space travel. Wait a second, wait a second. Do you guys also have a tough time understanding <laughs> Groomda? I thought I was alone. Oh no, not at all. I do my best to enunciate once I've been told it's hard to understand. I have to push back against that group. <laughs> I sometimes do that. Your best. Corexian. Yes. Vermont. Yes. Alliance. Exactly. I was traveling on a starship. Wait, you mean like little green men? <laughs> kind of, but a starship. I don't get it. That sounds like something from a, a science fiction picture. So you do get it. Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well explained. Baron walks over and opens her coat and begins patting the inside of the pockets. What do you hey, want? Hey, what, what the do you fuck? Want? What Whip are you doing? What the Sen fuck? Sen, China White. Get out of here. Careful, Baron. She's trying to tell us that she comes from whoop, up there. <laughs> and Baron's eyes go up. The lighthouse? She's a ghost. No higher than that. The top of the lighthouse? She's a bird. Wow. Siblings, she's saying she's from space. And I'm beginning to think we are too. I mean, after all, look at my form. <laughs> and I'm a little big for a cat. Do you guys remember Jenny? Jenny was so small. But I'm totally normal. Well, maybe I'm a little weird myself. Okay. Well, what? You're saying that I'm one of those guys from outer space? <laughs> Am I not supposed to look like this? No. Tracy, what do you know? My ship was contacted by a mysterious race and asked to make diplomatic contact. I was part of the delegation along with two other members of my crew. But then, something happened and we woke up here. It was strange, it felt like we were in a waking dream for days, not sure what was real and what was false. And then, my two compatriots, well, they disappeared. Afterwards, I noticed something on a teacher's desk and I picked this up. And she pulls out from that coat that you tried to inspect, Baron, a folder labeled Corexian marketing report. Wait a minute. It's it's pages and pages of marketing data about my crew members. Once they had gotten everything they needed, I believe they were removed from town. So Baron Baudelaire has been skeptical. None of this mm -hmm. is really resonating with him. Corexian, who cares? Whatever, ships, whatever. But when he sees the marketing data, we see that Baron has been seeing the entire world in black and white this entire time. And like, <laughs> like pleasant, yeah, like he's coming in a bathtub in, yes, like he's, he's coming up in a bathtub in, in Pleasantville. The world blossoms into color. My God, I have a pleasure dome. I have a pleasure dome whose accounts are going unsupervised. You do! We could be... Ha, ha, Chestershire, you're there. You barely fit in the hallways, you big old girl. That's me! That's me! I barely fit in the hallways, but they're still just big enough. It's in space. We're supposed to be in space. No, no, this is crazy! You're telling me that we're a bunch of little green men? 
No, you're a big cat. Groomda, you're my little brother made out of tentacles. And Baron, you're my big brother who looks like a stubbed toe. And that's just our family. And that's just how it works. Tracy, I thought we were going to get married. Tracy slaps you. Ow! When I get slapped, it hurts. Listen to yourself, guy. Okay, I'll then I'll keep talking. We're a normal family, and you're telling us a, a whole... You're selling me a bill of goods. And I, you know what, Tracy? I won't stand for it. I won't stand for it at all. A tentacle falls on Guy Normal's shoulder. Guy, search yourself. Is it really normal to have a brother like me? Well, I don't know. I mean, sure, you're a crybaby. And sure, your personality is extremely off-putting, and sure, you activate my fight-or-flight anytime you speak or that I even see you, but we're just a family. And what about these little fellas? And the God's Bottom State. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Hey, hey, what's going on? Hello, we're down here and we're weird. Yeah, those are just my big brother's consensual subs. I got a 1400. I took the ACT. <laughs> ah, who are smarter than me? Rats! I cannot believe, by the way, that I spent between 60 and $108, depending on the country, for that test. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cut it! Cut it! Don't let it put it in. <clears throat> and, but Guy, what about this? And from under his oversized New Order Resistance 1987 shirt, extends the Baron's tentacle-like ovipositor, dripping with liquids. It's not normal to have one of these. Well, yeah, not everybody has an ovipositor, but I'm sorry. How do I expect my big brother to lay his his eggs in somebody's chest without an ovipositor? Oh, I could lay them anywhere. Anywhere I'm invited, of course. I'm not Listen, weird. guy, I get it. This place is gentle, simple, idyllic. But it's not real, and it wants something from you. And when it gets that, well, it might just discard you. I'm sorry, that just sounds like growing up and then dying at the end of your life, which, as I said earlier on the bus, is my dream. I don't see a problem with this place. You know who else said that? The man on the TV. He said that you never leave. Yeah, well, he sounds like a pretty smart guy. He was pretty green. If the people behind this want something specific from God, then they don't want him to have the normal life. If we show Guy what they really want, he'll know his dream of normalcy is just that. A dream. Come again? Well, you see, Guy Normal wants a normal life. But we uh-huh. know that the people behind this place, as you said earlier, don't want him to have a normal life. They want something specific from him. And it's probably not to go to college, procreate, and then die. So if we show him what the people actually want by going to the mayor, then Guy Normal will see that he's wrong, that this place cannot harbor his normal dream of regularity. I'm going to kick the ground and say, ah, fooey, you guys are, uh, you're probably on drugs or something, which, while unfortunate, is normal. <laughs> I'm out of here. I deny the reality being put in front of me. Wait, I'm going to grab my bike and I'm going to go. Groomda, stop him now. He's got to come to terms on his own. He'll come back to us. Believe me, he will. But in the meantime, let's go to the mayor. Tweezy, come with us. We'll all figure this out together. Plus, we'll need your help when Guy gets his shit together. He'll be crazy. I better come with you. After sharing all these secrets, I fear nowhere is safe. There are eyes everywhere in Starhaven. I'll come right behind you, but first, let me tie my shoe. 
and she bends down to tie her shoe. <laughs> and as she does, an orca shoots up from beneath the pier, crashing through it and swallowing Tracy whole. What are the chances? My God, we gotta get out of here. I've like already started riding away on my bike and I, I turn back dramatically, like in the rain as the rain is, is hitting me and I see something's happened on the pier. Like, ugh, drugs. And I keep riding. <laughs> as, as soon as you keep riding, Guy, the rain peters out. It's sunny again. Oh, now that's what I'm talking about. I hate riding my bike in the rain, and I love riding it in a sunny day, which it is. Aha! Chestershire grabs the Baron, the Baron's Godsbottoms, and oh. Grumda, and eh. trots off towards City Hall. Yeah, so Branson, where are you heading? Okay, so I'm um, I'm on a, a big hill overlooking the entire town. I'm uh-huh. sitting um, right behind these huge white letters that say Starhaven. Uh, uh-huh. I'm like sitting on top of the hill, looking down over the entire hill, and my bike is off to the side, and I've got my arms crossed. I can't believe my whole family betrayed me. I just want a normal life with my normal family, but they want to go on about aliens and all sorts of science fiction mumbo jumbo next they're gonna tell me that i'm some sort of robot (laughs) yeah i don't think so a wood paneled station wagon pulls up and parks by the letters oh a member of my community a man steps out a male member of my community he's wearing khaki slacks a blue button-down shirt sweater vest and a tie a sensible male member he's smoking a pipe hello sir Son, I didn't think I'd find you up here. Sorry, I just came to think about how frustrating things can be sometimes. Oh, and I came up here to get a view of the parade. Hey, you're right, the parade, it should be starting now. I usually love parades, but I'm in such a bad mood because my family's on drugs. (laughs) What do you mean, our family's on drugs? (gasps) Our family? And I, I like rub my eyes. Dad? Yeah, sorry I didn't see you this morning. I had to get to the office early. You know how work is. Yeah, I just assumed from context clues that you either died or never existed. How is the office, old man? Do you want to throw a ball? Do you have a ball? No, I do. He, he walks. Do I go fishing? He walks. He walks over to a to a tree stump. And, and reaches inside of it, a hollowed out tree stump, and reaches inside of it and pulls out two mitts <laughs> and a baseball. Oh, thank God. I thought we were going to just catch with nothing to catch. He hands you a mitt. Thanks, old man. Works okay, but you get how it can be sometimes. Oh, for sure. I'm hoping to work myself one day, although my SAT scores were really bad. Oh, no. But you studied so hard. Well, not my math. My math was almost perfect. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe you have a career as an engineer or a math teacher. (gasps) Both of those jobs are jobs that other people have. I would love that. My worst nightmare is to be the first person to have a job. Your worst nightmare is to be the first person to have a job? Well, to have a specific job, like a job that didn't exist before. Oh, to create a job. To trailblaze, I guess. My worst nightmare is to trailblaze. God, Dad, sometimes I feel like nobody in the family understands me, except you and Mom and General Eisenhower which is a pretty good chunk of the family. I guess I'm just frustrated with my two siblings and our huge pet. Well, we're an odd bunch sometimes, but 
that doesn't mean we don't love you. Yeah. Even grooming. That's good to know. I wasn't really suspicious that you didn't love me, but it's definitely good to know that you do. <laughs> Even groomy. Yeah, I guess we're just having a fight. But they're on drugs? I think so. They were talking all this science fiction mumbo jumbo. Strange little men in the sky and planets from out beyond the clouds. I didn't know whether to make heads or tails of it, Dad. <laughs> I felt like I was watching The Twilight Zone. A new show. <laughs> <laughs> the currently airing Twilight Zone. I wonder how it'll end. <laughs> Hope they make a movie out of this. I'd love to audition. <laughs> God. <laughs> Hope everything goes smoothly with that. Well, don't worry. I'm sure whatever bees are in their bonnets will fly away soon and, and everything will be back to normal tomorrow. Just you see. I will. I will just see. And hey, it's okay if you're getting a little sleepy. We'll drive home now. And um, huh? a gas like sprays out from the baseball mitt. I'm not getting sleepy at all. We cut back to the other three. What are you doing? We're here to see the mayor. Now let us in, we demand it. That's right. Let us in. Make your doors bigger. We're at City Hall, where Chestershire, Groomda, Baron, and all the Godsbottoms have assembled to try and force their way in. But the doors open, and out of them emerges a marching band, heading straight for the parade. Look out! They block your path. Ah! Uh, Chestershire dodges and doesn't step on them, but scurries off to the side. Godsbottoms, quick! When the brass section comes out, we'll try to get through them there. Okay. Grumda dissolves into tentacles, and he tries to uh, sort of uh, slide his way through the, the steps of the marching band to get past them. Okay, Grumda, make two lasers rolls. That's a pass. And that's a fail. Okay, well, you do make it through. Um, you are able to wiggle through the passing, the marching feet, but some of your tentacles are smushed in the process. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Chestershire, can you make a laser roll? Can I ever? I got a three, so I fail. You fall over and uh, find yourself stuck in the crowd attending the parade. Oh, jeez, this is kind of fun. Baron, you want to make a laser's roll? Yes, queen. Fail. Oh, a, a guy wearing a sousaphone turns too quickly and knocks the Baron's face. Roar, little birds appear over his head. God's bottoms, retreat, retreat. It's too terrible. Groomda, you alone find yourself inside City Hall. Wow. The walls of institutional power and civic responsibility. No, no. These are the halls of deception and chaos. I've got to save my fam, not my family, my co-workers and peers. <laughs> Something better than Even family. Better. <laughs> my wife <Wife's> found family. <laughs> My work wives. <laughs> My coworkers I occasionally appear in episodes with. Yeah. So uh, what is Groom to see in front of him? It's completely empty. But there are a number of doors to different offices. Well, uh, how are these doors distinguished? You see different labels. You know, it's, um, you know, town clerk, town assessor, marketing research, top secret. Groom the ghost into top secret. Ooh. Locked. I need a key. Groomda, you're thinking like a student. You have to think like what you are. A little green spaceman, according to Guy. 
I'll break down the door. Womb does in the womb. You find yourself in a cold, steel-walled room. There are rows upon rows, almost on hangers, of various parade marchers, local town dignitaries, marching band musicians, clowns, shriners, but they're all just hanging, lifeless. And some of them have open chests with robot parts pouring out of them. Oh my word, it's true. Everyone here is just a robot, a puppet being puppeteered by some insidious presence I know not. But there always is a puppeteer. There always is somebody pulling the strings. Who? 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 Me. (gasps) And the door closes behind you. It's like Goofy falling off a cliff. <laughs> Standing still looking at a person. <laughs> you turn to see why the biggest name in town, Mayor John Baking Soda. Mayor Baking Soda? It was you. You're controlling everyone and everything. But, but why? Why? I'm not controlling everyone. I'm not controlling you, Groomy. You went to school all by yourself. You took that test all by yourself. You harassed the bus driver all by yourself. That's not true. There are no individuals, just different patterns of a greater intelligence. Why, look at these tentacles. They all can move independently, but it is through their motion together that any sensible action is done. Just like this strange land, using food, social cues, familial presences, and probably some drugs, you have influenced my actions, making me act in a way that is not in accordance to my individual goals and desires. You have made me one of your puppets, and so my friends. Was that day so bad, waking up to a fresh breakfast, to a life full of promise and peace, from a bright sunny day, from Friendly school chums. Was it all so bad, Groomda? You fucking idiot. Looks like you've never been a sibling who has to sit at the opposite side of the bus as a cool sibling before. It fucking sucks! <laughs> well, I... Okay, um, that's kind of... I mean, you sort of put yourself there. You made me the uncool sibling! That was all you! That was all you! And I'll make you pay! Groomda enters his ice form. We've been teasing it. Wow. Groomed on the plot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As you've been imagining this whole time, Groomda's body is just a bunch of tentacles flowing and twisting, intermingling, uh, hugging each other like those two slugs uh, that have sex in that video, Slug Sex, if you type into YouTube. But this time, something else happens. Jesus Christ. Careful, everybody. It's the most beautiful video I've ever seen in my life. I can't recommend it highly enough. (laughs) But that's not what happens now. All of the tentacles suddenly firm up, erect, but the ends start (laughs) pointing together like little stars, like little snowflakes. The 
the purplish green of his tentacles freeze up into crystalline blue, and suddenly you see not a mass of tentacles, but a giant wall of stars and hexagrams with beautiful shapes and forms, each different from the last. He is a wall of ice. The wall keeps extending higher and higher and higher as it bursts through the top of the roof. Once the roof has been broken, the wall seems to collapse onto itself, forming a cube, then a cube with cube legs, then a cube with cube legs and cube's arms, and finally a cube head, all icy tentacled and uh, ice vapor flowing around it. He turns down. Welcome to World of Ice Form. We cut to outside. There is a shower of debris, <laughs> screams as bo- bo- like large chunks of the top of the building rain down on the families gathered for the parade. Robot parts spray out as if someone threw a TV off the top of a building for a David Letterman stunt, but also blood and guts from the various aliens that have been tricked into living in town. A lot of people break and run, run for cover. A lot of people continue watching the parade happily as if nothing is going on. Chestershire shields the Baron with uh, her body. And the Baron Baron looks at Chestershire and in unison they say, Uh (laughs) (laughs) She knew. Back inside, the mayor looks up at you and says, Fine, it's no matter. We'll dispose of you early. After all, I can't find any record of your species anywhere else in the galaxy. What's the point of market research if you're a lone figure? You fucking idiot! What's the point of market research when there's a mystery to be solved? (laughs) That's what market research is for! We cut now to the station wagon, pulling up to the driveway of your home. Guy, you're a little groggy, but your father lifts you out of the car. Are we at grandma's? No, son, we're home. Look. 5'7". Oh. He's 5'7". I'm the average height if you factor in babies. Guy, your eyes flutter open for a moment <laughs> and your gaze drifts toward town hall where you see Groomda in his ice form bursting from the ceiling. Wait, but that's my little brother. He's not supposed to have a massive ice form. Something stinks. <laughs> we cut back. Groomda's giant ice form, a rectangular and square boxes forming all the lo- all the limbs, looks down on the mayor. You fucking idiot. It's not ice to see you. <laughs> and his mouth, uh, and, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> Two rectangular doors where his mouth should be open, shooting out ice vapor that freeze whatever it touches. Mayor John Baking Soda does an expert roll, dodging away from this frost breath, and he pulls a little remote control from his pocket, pressing a button. Suddenly, row by row, each of these marching band parade robots turn on, lift themselves off their own hooks, and turn towards you, Krumda. They begin scaling your ice form. Robots? Well, that's cold as ice. He then vibrates, um, sending out vapor. He then vibrates. Sending out vapor from every single um, nexus point of his ice tentacles, shooting ice vapor onto those robots, freezing them as they fall off like disappointing leeches. 
but not leeches that are having sex. No, I, the slugs were having sex in the thing I said before. Yeah, These yeah, are yeah, leeches, yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah, yeah, it's really beautiful. The robots frozen uh, fall off as Goomda turns to the mayor. Do you not see? Nothing can stop Goomda when he is in his ice form. I control everything in Starhaven. I've watched your every move. I know everything about you. I watched you take your first step here. <laughs> he presses another button on the remote control, and the sun in the sky burns hot, hot, hot. Suddenly it goes from a perfect 72 degrees to 82 degrees, no, 92 no, degrees, no. 102 degrees. And then the remote Boom control ice is, form. the remote control is knocked out of his hand by a hacky sack. <gasps> Demetrius? <laughs> You look to the sky, and who should be diving down but Chestershire with the Baron and God's Bottoms riding upon her? Did somebody say it's time to play cat and ice? Like mice? <laughs> somebody did say that! <laughs> I thought so! Chestershire, you sure picked a chill time to arrive! <laughs> Thank you, Groomda! Nice work. And I, as the coolest kid in town, of course have the town's first cell phone. And Baron reveals that he's holding <laughs> the giant white brick cell phone. And of course, while you were giving your little speech about how do you control town, I was broadcasting it to the entire Spin the Bottle party. Just getting started and really hot by Oh, I just realized I'm an adult and they're teenagers. <laughs> you disgusting freak. You tricked me into selling packaged tickets to sexual access to teenagers. I don't think they'll think that's very ice. <laughs> don't you see, Mayor Vegan Soda? You try to make us believe we were a family, but families cannot coordinate this well. It is only professionals. <laughs> Who know their lanes and know how they can put me to a shared goal by isolating the individual skills they have because those are the skills that got them a job in the first place. Apologies to any Platts listening. <laughs> For real. Fine, if I can't have you, at least I'll have Guy. He'll never leave me. He's too perfect for this place. <gasps> those words freeze. Ice Groomda in his track. He's right. We tried our best to convince him, but no, I have to believe that Guy can come to his senses. He'll have to do it on his own. We cut to Guy Normal. What are you doing, Guy? Okay, so I'm I'm at home and I've got the blinds closed. And I go, no, no, it can't be. It can't be. Everything's normal. No, 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 he's not. He didn't turn into his ice form. I'm not from a, a, a ship in the sky called the Cavalier. I, I, no, absolutely not. I'm not, I, I deny it. I deny that reality. Oh, I have to answer that. Oh, mother, you don't have to knock to come into your own home. <laughs> That's okay. I wanted to give you a sense of privacy. Oh, thank you so much. I brought you hot cocoa. I love hot cocoa. But then with the door open, I can just sort of see beyond mother. And I see this like giant ice form groomed. Uh, and I see the sun come out as he starts to, uh, he, he gets hotter and hotter. And I see him melting. Go, no, no, wait. I the, made it the way you like it with whipped cream. But mom, look, it's hot out. The, 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 this isn't working. It's all wrong. No, it's all wrong. No, son, don't you understand? It's all right. You're perfect for this place. But mom. You fit in completely. I don't want to be perfect. 
I don't want to fit in completely. I want to fit in into the exact middle. If I'm perfect for a place, I deny that place. I deny you. I deny father who I just found out about like 30 minutes ago. He had a long... I have to go help my co-workers. Some of whom I'm better than and some of whom I'm worse than. <laughs> Yay! But I will take the cocoa and I take the cocoa from her hand and I sip it. I go, mmm, a perfect winter treat. It's 102. <laughs> oh, I spit it out. This is the wrong temperature. Ah! And I start, I start running. I grab a bicycle. I start pedaling and pedaling and pedaling. I said, wait a second. I'm an adult man. I throw the bicycle, but I'm just moving forward from momentum. I, I go into like swan dive and I dive into the backseat of a car. I grab the guy driving the car. I toss him from the car, Grand Theft Auto style, and I begin driving towards City Hall. Immediately, the car runs out of gas. Oh, no! Guy, you get out of the car. You're still making your way. You're still trying to get there. But then there's a dog walker with like 20 dogs. He gets right in your path. Okay, so I'm thrown out of... I'm actually... So it runs out of gas abruptly, and I'm thrown out of the winch. <laughs> and I roll, and I see the dog walker, and I say, Huh, huh, huh. What would Groomda do? something stupid okay and i dive onto the dogs and i say dogs forward <laughs> make a feelings roll uh i got a four which is my laser's feelings Ooh, that's correct <laughs> yeah do you do you want to do you want to ask me a question Jesus. yeah do the dogs survive me doing this <laughs> they love it they turn okay. <laughs> great yes onward dogs i love dogs <laughs> That's normal. But there are still more obstacles in your path. Look, here come two men carrying a delicate vase. Oh, no! Dogs, avoid the vase. They do. Oh, good. Okay, great. Oh, no! There's two men moving a huge piece of plate glass. Dogs, uh, uh, low to the ground, dogs. They do. Luckily, they're all dachshunds. Oh, oh good. <laughs> One of the people holding the glass uh, turns to the other one. Whew, that was a close one. The other one says nothing. It's a robot. Oh. <laughs> I, to myself, I say, huh, that was a close one. Dogs, forward, forward to town hall. Before long, you make it. Ah, thank you, dogs. Dogs, I release you. These big run off. You see the carnage above. There, Groomda in his ice form, wrestling with these robots, ripping them off his own body. Inside, you can see action where you can see Chestershire moving around and and occasionally, you know, letting out cat rows. Hello. What do you do? What do I do? What do I do? Think, Guy Normal. Think. Okay, my name is Guy Normal. My number is four, and my goal is to help the Cavalier. I've got to help the Cavalier. Um. Uh. I look down on the ground. I see a bow and arrow. I see a sun remote control. <laughs> I see someone who looks exactly like me <laughs> laying on the ground. And he says, there's more. The story goes even deeper, <laughs> deeper than you can possibly know. <laughs> Guy, you are one of millions. <laughs> I don't have time for that. And I pick up the sun remote control and I set the temperature to Arctic. Instantly, a chill races across the town square. You all feel it in your bones. You see it in your breath. And you feel it as a little snowflake falls. One, and then another, and then another. Before you've got a bit of a flurry going. 
Groom Day, you're in your ice form. This is favorite terrain. As the snow falls, it attaches itself to Groomda, increasing his size, getting him more bigger, more powerful than he's ever been before. Groomda's ice form improves diction. <laughs> Sorry, Mayor Bacon Soda. Looks like your plan is now a frost cause. He then points his, rect- his rectangular uh, arm straight into his face and goes, Say, freeze. And then two rectangular doors on his arm open and he blasts ice all over the mayor. He screams as his body is blasted with, with this freeze ray and he yells out, I've welcomed you to Starhaven with open arms, but all you've given me is the cold show. And he freezes. <laughs> yeah, he messed with us and he paid the ice. Nice. <laughs> but my one question, how did the temperature change to cold? It was so hot before. Oh, perhaps one of us simply stepped on the remote control. It was right over... <gasps> Where is and it? then Guy Normal steps forward holding the control and says, I'm going to set that back to 72, my preferred temperature. That's right. Ice helped you. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yay! Welcome, Guy. Hey, you smell terrible. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a busy day. I, I like to I like to shower in the evening, and I was unable to. You smell like dogs. <laughs> no, I understand, but I just I usually take a shower at around this time, and my body was sort of conditioned to that, so I'm really stinky right now. And I, I don't think it's fair to blame the dogs. <laughs> the dogs helped me in my hour of need. I'm not going to turn on them now. Hey Chester, if it snows that bad, how about you just cover your snows? <laughs> Yeah. I am I'm also here. Wait a second. How are we going to get ice to our home? Jesus Christ. <laughs> as you say that, you hear the sound of what can only be described as a giant hollow emitter powering down, and many of the structures in the town cease to exist. There's still like a basic road network and some structures are still standing but most of it's gone the sky has now been replaced with giant rafters and you see far in the distance where you thought the ocean was is a parked cavalier shuttlecraft the galgado it's my ship hey oh, it's all coming back to me now joe what how we get here um, you were contacted by a mysterious alien race, the Middleons, who invited you to join them for diplomatic first contact. You each were sent as part of the envoy. And after that, things get kind of murky. Once they see the Galgado, vapor seems to uh, fizzle off of Grumda as each of his individual tentacles that have become little sort of ice crystals uh, lose their blue and they start falling back onto themselves, not in perfect geometric shapes, but into twisting, hugging, slimy, slug-like copulations as he uh, shrinks back down into normal Grumda. Well, let's go. There's nothing else for us here. 
yeah, this whole town is about to explode. We got to get to the Gal Gadot. And I'm going to look for Tracy. I'm going to say, Tracy, take my hand. Come with me if you ice to live. <laughs> oh, guy. Tracy was eaten by an orca whale just when you began to bike away. She what? She didn't make it, old friend. Oh. I'm sorry. That's so sad, but it does make sense when you consider what orcas are capable of. Let's go. We fade now. We see the Gal Gadot traveling through space. It's course set for the Cavalier. You're all back to normal. Rumda reverted to his regular form. Chestershire, seated calmly in the Gal Gadot's cat bed. God's bottoms at the controls. You know, I always felt a bit uneasy around you, Guy. But what you did back there, well, you're all ice. I'm sorry. I'm not in the mood for jokes right now. This adventure took something enormous from me. I feel completely shattered. In fact, and I look directly at the camera, I think I might have just turned into dark guy normal. <laughs> and Baron looks at Chestershire and Groomda, and in unison they all say, Uh-oh! <laughs> What adventure lies next amongst Oh These Those Stars of Space? Oh These Those Stars of Space stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh These Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. With the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Space.